with sound. All right. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Watch With Sound. My name is Josh Landicho, and with me is... Carmela Ocampo. And on today's episode, we'll be doing the new Marvel film, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, directed by Ryan Coogler, starring Letitia Wright, Lupita Nyong'o, Denai Gorara, Winston Duke, Dominic Thorne, Michaela Coel, Tinash Huerta, Martin Freeman, and Angela Bassett. Um, first things first, we can't start until we recognize and say RIP to Chadwick Boseman, the person that started the Black Panther series and uh, overall fantastic actor. Um, so rest in peace to him. But with that, before we get into the actual film, Carmela, what are your expectations, your context, your preconceived notions before watching Wakanda Forever? I was excited. I was, I think I was more curious than excited, though. I was very, very curious to see, like, you know, where the story was going to go. I think a lot of things were probably, like, a little, like, expected. Like, you know, I think I personally, like, expected Cherry to, like, take up the mantle because I was like, oh, that makes sense. But, yeah, just overall, like, really curious to see how this movie was going to go, especially, like, coming from such an impactful and iconic like first movie and then of course like how are they gonna deal with Chadwick's like death and how are they gonna like handle that within the film like narratively so yeah just I was just overall very curious the trailer itself didn't you know it didn't give much away really but it gave like us just enough it was cool to see you know Namor like a a new villain and yeah just like a peek into like what the story had next but yeah overall i wasn't like i was excited for this movie but it wasn't like a hype type of excitement it was more so like a like i just am interested to see what's gonna go on in this next chapter type of deal with these characters but yeah what did you think and how did you feel did you have any like expectations like around this being like a marvel movie specifically were you like oh this is gonna be like good or bad or like i don't know similar thoughts um i I was kind of the same boat as you i was very very curious on how they're gonna handle the passing of chadwick how they're gonna handle um passing the mantle for the black panther and everything like that and since we always talk about like trailers in this part the trailer i thought was fantastic like very very good very very impactful um i got i got like a little emotional just because it was like that good where like it starts off with like that 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 cover that Bob Marley song like No Woman No Cry. It's like very like soft, very like acapella at first, and it starts building up. And we all at this point we all recognize like what they're gonna do. Like they're gonna you know tribute to him or like show some sort of sign of him. And and it became very emotional and very like emotional. Then started building up to this like really actually trailer, and then showing all that off. And and I w- I was pretty excited as regards even if it was a Marvel movie. I think Black Panther is like my favorite because the the amount of impact it had for the first film and just thinking about the first film and just like recognizing the amount of diversity that it had (laughs) that being like what like a couple years ago especially with the marvel film that's always fun to see and always like fun to recognize because after that like the floodgates were open they started making a lot more movies that were centered on different races apart from just white people which is fantastic especially coming from a big camp like marvel but yeah like i was somewhat excited for this movie and and then it kind of like kind of slowed down because i started hearing rumors about ryan coogler and how he was handling it for the most part i like heard a bunch of rumors about like people having trouble with it the main actor who played shuri was under a lot of fire because of like she was resisting to get like the vaccine and and that was putting her role in the uh, like her acting role in the air and like it was very weird like the rockiness of this film that was like like that was praised for the diversity and praised for the like the things we recognized for this um film so it was it was really rocky in in that sense where that kind of like deflated my initial excitement but i was still like very very interested about it but yeah so i guess with that before we get into the film this is where i give you guys all the little spoiler warning if you haven't watched the film black panther wakanda forever stop the episode now go watch it come back and listen to us if you want to spoil it for yourself for a reason go right ahead 
But with that, Carmela, do you want to give a little plot summary of the film Wakanda Forever? The people of Wakanda fight to protect their home from intervening world powers as they mourn the death of King T'Challa. Oh. Uh, I usually do my big ah, oh, but I <laughs> It is great. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess with that, Carmela, how did you feel about the film Wakanda Forever? I thought it was pretty okay. I like I have to give it up to like, you know, the amazing acting like all around from everybody like, you know, they gave like first of all the story was had to be like this very emotionally compelling journey for everyone and everyone like delivered, I think, like beyond like above and beyond really. Um there's one scene in particular with Angela Bassett where she's like just like in grief and like and mourning and like in anger and she gives such a range of like emotion and it was just it was incredible fire um incredible i was just so it, in awe. i was Mouth, just silent was i open. might yeah i was just yeah like, i was like <laughs> yo like and leticia Reich, i think she i think i didn't expect this from her even though like you know it was kind of a lot i think to put on like her shoulders i'm not sure if she knew she was going to basically lead this like second movie but she held up pretty well i i i was really impressed by like her acting i i hadn't really seen her in anything else i really liked her in the first movie but you don't really get to see like obviously a range of emotion for her but in this one she had to express so much and i i think she did a great job honestly and then tinach huerta who plays namor like he he was just such a charming on-screen presence. I like could not take my eyes off it. I was like, man, he is just a, a beefcake, just like coming out, like, <laughs> out like pecs. He's magnetic. I was like, moons. yo, <laughs> I'm like this, this dude is. He was so good. Um, yeah, he also like you know displayed such like compelling emotion, like from anger to like you know getting us to sympathize with his like you know journey, even though it wasn't that hard because anti-colonialism but anyways he was he was great he i i think he's probably one of my favorite quote-unquote villains like i don't really see him as a villain honestly but like just great acting all around and i have to say like you know my my biggest like gripe with this movie was really just like the narrative it it got a little messy for me at times but i honestly do not like blame ryan coogler for this like he literally he like basically had to rewrite this movie within like a year or two because for everyone who doesn't know like he finished like the script for wakanda forever before um chadwick boseman passed and then he passed and he basically had to rewrite the whole movie i'm not sure like what changed and what didn't but essentially his main character died like you'd you know, like, that's that's crazy. That's insane. And then, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I'm i not upset that this movie, like, had that weakness because I'm like, there's nothing he could have done about it. He did the best he could, honestly. I'm like, it was still a good movie. Like, I still felt what I needed to feel. Like, and again, like, you know, with Chadwick passing, like, I was surprised at how well it was handled in the movie. But yeah, like, I... You all get into it more. I feel bad for even getting to it because I'm like, this movie, it's not his fault. Like, but yeah, how did you feel about the movie? First impression. Yeah. So my first impression is like, as a, also just a heads up, we're both like not the biggest Marvel fans. So our opinions on Marvel aren't as like, I guess, comprehensible as regards to like people who actually like Marvel or people who like enjoy these movies. Um, but for me, first impressions, like the movie was fine. It was, it was okay. Like you said, like the narr- the narration, the story, some of it was very messy. A lot of it was kind of here and there. And to be honest, it played out like a normal Marvel movie. It's like you see one Marvel movie, you've seen them all, essentially. You kind of get the point of like the hero versus the villain, the villain losing in some spectacular way, the hero finding its grounding and, you know, from being at the bottom. It's very, you know, your Marvel film. So like as a Marvel film, it was really, really good. As a regular film, and in my eyes, it was okay right but like first and foremost i want to give everything to like the acting like give the their flowers because everyone was fantastic angela bassett like whoo that was crazy i was so <laughs> in shock i was just like it like just watching it 
being dumbfounded and just being like damn like this she can act she's an actress <laughs> she really is an actress this um, woman's an actress <laughs> she is an actress and then like of course everyone else like the main villain um Tanach. Tanach, yeah Tanach, lapita leticia everyone did a really fantastic job and especially like you said with leticia i, I kind of was surprised as well because i feel like this is the only movie i've ever seen her in i'm not sure she's anything else but um it was actually really good as regards to like especially for the position she has to fill um she has to fill this ginormous hole of uh chadwick boseman and have to take that mantle and take this fantastic actor who carried this this franchise with him or that one movie i guess and sort of follow up with that which is really really hard and especially too you're going against like these these marvel diehard fans that don't want her to be the main character they want to be like want chadwick to be recasted or black Panther to be recasted they want this they want that um there's always just like crazy laundry list of diehard marvel fans that want different things that don't agree with certain things so especially coming for her from her standpoint i can really tell and feel that's really hard and and i know i talked about like how the story and everything was kind of messy but i really really have to give a lot of credit to ryan coogler like a lot a lot of credit because you have to handle the passing of your main actor and essentially still go with the script that you made but tweak it in a way that like kind of makes sense and not to mention too the amount of love compassion and tribute towards chadwick and towards t'challa was perfect i think i think when movies when movies like main actor or an actor that builds that franchise or whatever whenever there's a passing it's really really hard to tackle that subject matter in the right way the most respectful way and i think ryan Cooper did a perfect job at that like no questions asked like perfect amount of tribune perfect way of of conveying that with the story because it could have gone could have went dangerously wrong you know could have like had cgi totally. chadwick in it you know we could have <laughs> had like all these things that like that could have turned this movie around as regards to trying to show compassion and, and and love to the main actor so i gotta give it up to him ryan coogler for doing that and not to mention too like i i know i said i didn't really like the story and stuff like that but i give again a lot of credit to him to to being able to switch up so quickly like your main actor passes you already wrote the script yeah. what are you gonna do now and he was able to swing it in a way that made sense for the story made sense for the film so yeah i really really want to give the credit to ryan coogler because that's that's so freaking hard and i could only imagine the amount of stress and and also to the heartbreak of losing chadwick like he's not only an actor but he's also like a friend he's a father he's a lot to a lot of people so i understand that it's very hard for for him to try and spin this movie in this way but also too like obviously like we still saw some of the rewrites that sort of like kind of made this film messy one thing that sort of like we talked about afterwards was angela bassett's character also dying and having leticia kind of juggle those two deaths not even leticia but the crowd and audience as well i felt Mm -hmm. like when that happened i was kind of confused because like how much you know how much compassion are you going to show towards her her character passing not so much to her character giving this like fantastic monologue this insane monologue where i'm like favorite character like i hope she doesn't die and then she dies and then (laughs) i'm like super upset about it but (laughs) it's hard like because it really shifted the weight of the film where you we see this like tributes to to chadwick to tributes to t'challa leticia handling the death of her brother in the film and then like having angela also die you have like two deaths weighing on leticia or weighing on shuri and it feels weird because like a lot of the times when they did sort of have those like you know vision montages where you see like the the passing of someone it was like weirdly juggled between like angela bass's character or t'challa and it was completely it's like doing that the whole film where like it felt i could feel it in my stomach where they're constantly juggling those emotions between those two characters and it was just so so weird to me and it felt very very one-sided like towards the other and kind of this weird disconnect for that and not to mention too like a big part of that was kind of weirded out about is like martin freeman's like character and story it was so weird that like (laughs) we were following this guy hanging out with elaine bennis from seinfeld and and her like flirting with him and like doing these things and then like we would cut back to to the wakanda storyline we watching it all of a sudden like martin freeman shows up in the in like a cut where like they're trying to see where they're going and how that's gonna happen 
and I guess like to have the U.S. involvement in in the story for whatever reason felt really weird. Like it felt very useless. Like I get like the initial idea of trying to go to America, save the girl that made the machine, whatever, and then that's it. But it was weird having to follow them like constantly. It felt so like random. Like it felt so like so kind of shoehorned in where we're just kind of like okay, I guess we're watching Martin Freeman now and and see what America <laughs> does next. Let's watch that. And yeah, it was just like really weird like how did you feel about the story how did you feel about like martin freeman's character and how did you feel about (laughs) angela bass's character dying and all that yeah i love that you're popping off right now (laughs) this is a great start uh, to like you know we're like yeah we're not marvel fans (laughs) like (laughs) yeah yeah r.i.p to chadwick but man this movie (laughs) just kidding (laughs) this movie fucking sucks sorry ryan coogler (laughs) i'm just kidding it didn't suck um yeah like uh angela bassett like passing like we talked about it after like it it was just so tricky like you said to like kind of juggle emotionally because and we as an audience we were also very confused like we were like oh are we supposed to feel this way are we supposed to still grieve for this character or and we're also at the same time trying to figure out how shuri feels like is she is she grieving t'challa or is she grieving her mom like i think there i think the mistake there was tying her death to the villain to Namor I feel like that was what kind of made it messy I think her the idea of her passing is not I feel like that was in the original script honestly it seemed like it was um I feel like the idea of her passing is was not a bad idea I just wish it wasn't tied to the villain I feel like if it was the U.S. or like you know S.H.I.E.L.D. or some other white people some other country like the french people you know like she had beef with them in the beginning i kind of wish it was like an outside like the main villain you know like the rest of the world basically who like was responsible for her death so that you know shuri was gonna go through this like battle between like oh should i am i supposed to be mad at no more like he was right all along kind of thing these people are out to get us like they just want like you know our resources they don't care about us i i feel like because namor was the one who killed her it didn't make sense to me i'm like why is he turning on them like why is he like forcing their hand he was like he like didn't he wanted an alliance it didn't make sense this also ties into what you were saying about like not really getting behind like his main motivation of like you know jumping the gun kind of thing but even though like i'm like oh yeah the u.s sorry i'm like getting ahead of myself anyways sticking with <laughs> angela bassett's death yeah i think it was really messy emotionally like because they tied it to no more but how do you feel like what if instead it was like you know elaine elaine what is her actual name in the fucking, in the fucking i forgot movie? oh uh g g louis dreyfus I think. Okay, that's her. Julia. Oh, that's her, Julia, like, actual name. Ju- Julia. Actual name. Oh, you're talking about, like, in the movie? I don't know. In the movie. In the, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, we'll call her Elaine. Anyways, like, how, do, how would you have felt if it was, like, Elaine or, like, the French people who were instead responsible for, like, Angela Bassett's death? Would that have made it, like, like make, make sense to you more? Yeah. I think she was supposed to die in the original script, obviously. And regardless of the situations, if she did die in the movie... We were still going to have that conflict between her death and T'Challa's death, of course. I think that's, like, unavoidable. But yeah. I think as regards to, like, your solution of having, like, the French or maybe the even the Americans, like, kill Lapita, I think that wouldn't be good. If they did the Americans, because then we wouldn't have Avengers or whatever for the MCU. So I guess <laughs> yeah. But if there's yeah, a different, yeah, yes. obviously, if there is a different side of things that killed uh, Angela Bassett's character, that would make a lot more sense for Shuri's character this person that's very very conflicted with namora's like uh motives of of trying to attack the world they have this very very valued resource and the death of her would just signify the fact that like they don't care about them they don't care about the wakandians or they don't care about namora's people either they only care about the resources and that would really have a driving force for shuri to actually have motivation to be mad at everyone literally to be mad at namora to be mad at the world um, and have more conflict with that because I think the main conflict was Namor whereas we kind of like follow him as a villain which which sure like he does have his motives and stuff like that but it wasn't as strong as like um, for us to be totally against him I think a lot of us were just kind of like just hoping he somehow <laughs> like I was kind of voting for him to somehow win in a way that like made sense for everyone where they 
have this crazy truce and attack America or attack the world, which is a kind of his motive. Essentially. I kind of wanted that to happen because it'd been really cool, but that's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it, it was, um, a big thing with Shura's character to have more of a drive apart from, you know, just him killing her. Then we have this weird, um, drawback with the death of, uh, Angela Bass's character. I think it would make more sense. I think there had been a solution there as regards to like Namor's character being more understandable for the audience to be like, I get his, I get his side now. Like I get that. Like, yeah, he wants to take down these people that obviously are savages, which uh, if you look in the history books, we can see that's very (laughs) true. Um, anyways, (laughs) um, but also to like, uh, coming from Namor's character and, and his villain standpoint as well. Like you were mentioning earlier, you kind of like jumped around, but just sort of give backstory on that. So the the main thing I had a problem with um, was no more as a villain was kind of his like his motives. His motives didn't make that much sense to me. So from my understanding, after watching the film, Namor wants to wage war on the world because if they find out that Vibranium is not only in Wakanda, but in his city, um, I forgot what it's called. I'm gonna call it Atlantis because I I kind of got Atlantis vibes. But if for his city uh, Atlantis to be raided by their people and destroyed by the people, which he has experienced through, was he uh, Aztec? I forgot. They they keep it. They don't like plainly say it. We're just gonna go with. Let's I just heard throw con- out. I heard I heard conquistador. Like that's like their thing. The conquistadors. Are I don't know if it's like Mayan or Aztec. Oh if yeah, that's Mayan where I'm or like, Aztec. I don't okay. I don't know which one. Like. It's because they're different, you know. I don't want to like. <laughs> Sorry, we're trying to be. We're trying on, to be aware yeah. here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> to make sure we like, get I don't it wanna... right. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, so he's experienced it firsthand because of what happened to his people, and what he's been through, obviously, and also what you know the history books have shown what they've been through. So yeah, <laughs> so he was scared of that happening. But my big problem with it was that like. They already are hidden. They already are unknown. Once they like, in the in the beginning, they get they attack the people that are trying to mine for a vibranium. Um, once that happens, the the people will attack them, whatever, and then everyone immediately blames the Wakandans. Like easily, boom, problem solved. They still don't know who they are. They didn't get the vibranium, and they're still low key. They no one knows who they are. No one knows what's happening. And then all of a sudden, they pop up and they try to like you know gain some some rep some cred and like try and get the first hand and attack the whole world which i'm like why not just stay underground and hidden because no one knows you guys exist until you started saying you guys exist it's it was weird for me to like i had a conflict with that in, in my head and like also too if they were to attack your city um they would have to go to this like jet stream death thing that like uh sure you had to wear like a, a big suit to get through like how are you gonna get like an army down there to destroy everything <laughs> i don't know i was just like so like confused by the motive and confused on why like he just showed his hand right away like strategically you would just wait until like something happens and like obviously like the the world was gonna get vibranium no matter how they're gonna get it they're already attacking the wakandans they're already attacking their different bases and stuff like that and even then, even though they like found it in a different area, they're still thinking it's be a Wakanda thing. So it wouldn't even change their notoriety with the people. But yeah, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about his motives? How do you feel about, um, I don't know, Namor showing his hand too quickly and the whole idea of getting the jump on them by attacking now? Like how did, how did that work in your head and how did you feel about it? I think, okay, wait, I'll start with Nick. No more as a villain. I I like them. I feel like they did a lot of what they did with Killmonger in the first movie, where you know you empathize with this character who's obviously their people like have been wronged by the white people. You know, you're like, yeah, hell yeah, I am right behind you there. Um, if you look in the history books, we could see that it's true. <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're like easily, you're like, yeah, hell yeah, he's right. Like, totally, he has every right to feel this way. And, you know, like similarly to like Killmonger, you know, he's like out for blood and he's out for like the world this time, you know? And like... I, I see the parallels there, and even though they're sort of running it, running it back, running back the same thing, 
it still works i'm still down for it i'm like hell yeah <laughs> let's do it and the case of like his motives i feel like I just feel like you're just disagreeing with his military strat at this point, because I feel like the result, you're going to agree with the same result, you know? So I feel like I, I'm just going to try and like ex- maybe explain his motivation. I, I think for him, it was more so like the world finding the vibranium in the ocean was kind of like, that was kind of like the last straw for him. Like that was a ticking, it was like a ticking clock for him. Like he's like, all right. So when the world finds the vibranium in the ocean, that's when it's time to attack kind of thing. Because if they find the vibranium, like obviously they'll be able to defeat him because that's kind of like what he has an upper hand on, which is the vibranium and Wakanda. So they're, they were in the same, like the same boat essentially. And so I think that's why he like, you know, he was trying to take action first and get ahead. And so he wanted to find like, you know, I forgot what Ironheart's real name was. But yeah, he was trying to find her to like, you know, kill her because she was the only one who knew how to create the machine to find the vibranium in the ocean in the first place. And so that's how he just like wanted to get a jump on it. And for him, the ticking clock was like the knowledge of vibranium in the ocean. He was like, okay, that's it. Also, Wakanda, like revealing the vibranium to the rest of the world for him was like, I think that was like... (laughs) second on his list he's like okay once that we find out wakanda okay they found out wakanda he crossed it off he's like okay they found it in the ocean crossed it off he's like all right i gotta get going now (laughs) interesting i don't know i feel like it was all tied back to like you know the resources basically and like he strategically had an upper hand and once he realized he wouldn't have that upper hand anymore he took act he was like gonna get ahead and take action because you know in the past like um considering what happened to like his people whether i'm not sure if they were Aztec or mayan or whatever what civilization they're supposed to hail from but he saw firsthand like how you know they deal with that and so he's fueled by anger and like revenge so he's like all right hell yeah i'm gonna do what they did to me kind of thing Hmm. yeah i think i kind of get it now i kind of really get it now even like when we're talking about a theater i didn't get it but i kind of get it now we're like I understand that like now that they found a source of vibranium, they're going to use a vibranium against him. And that's why he wants to get a jump on them because they don't have that source yet. Yeah. Ah, there you go. That's where I was missing. <laughs> <laughs> I was missing the whole vibranium. Resources ah. part. <laughs> it was the um, vibranium. <laughs> it was a vi- it was always the vibranium. Am I right? It's always, you know, more vibranium, more problems. But I guess that's sort of where, like, I kind of got confused. And I guess, too, if you kill the Ironheart lady, you kill the source of them. Or you kill the way of them getting the getting Vibranium. Um, so that's kind of kind of makes sense. Like, that's, like, why he wanted to kill her. But, yeah, I, I, I kind of understand it now. I still am somewhat conflicted on the motive of just him, like, going <laughs> balls out all of a sudden and revealing his yeah. whole empire, civilization. Um, and I still, I still haven't gotten an answer to how they're gonna make it to his city if you have to go through this like deadly pressure jet stream thing. Is this I assuming guess, they like the rest of the world doesn't have access to vibranium, or that they do? Both, because it's like I don't know if he's able to have this crazy army, right? That that swims and kills people really quickly and really well. Um, I would assume that they have some sort of guarding thing that one would guard that jet stream thing in and out but two just to stop them from using that you would just be a couple hits to the to the suit you know a couple hits to the little thing make a little holes make them drown you know like i feel like the (laughs) the best defense is being underwater so i feel like it's kind of uh easier for them to defend the city but again i guess i kind of understand like the threat of it but the way of getting there is very complicated i think you're underestimating the tech that the rest of the world might have considering i feel like i think the u.s has access to like alien tech at this point and nanotech or whatever iron man uses and wait did you watch wandavision yes do you remember that they put a gigantic like dome shield over the entire town was that america that did that or was that wanda that did that they like surrounded it like Wanda had a shield over it, but they America surrounded it. Ah, America. 
America surrounded. I'm like, okay. I'm just thinking like, I don't think they'd send people down there. They'd send machines and they'd send robots to put a dome around like the vicinity of wherever that city is. I don't know, somehow electrify it and just like, or like, you know, crush them with like rubble and like effectively just keep them down there trapped. Damn, I don't know. Like electrify them, freaking cook them. That's crazy. <laughs> That, I no, don't know. But, That's why I'm like, I think you're underestimating like maybe cooking the, the fishes. That's crazy. No, no, I, I get what you're saying. Cause I, I guess I didn't really take into account the advanced technology that everyone has now because of the events of the MCU. I guess and I think of like, like what they could do with vibranium. I'm like, I don't yeah, know. That's like, what, okay. I understand the whole vibranium issue where like once they get it, they have all this power. Obviously I understand that part. Um, and I kind of understand more now, like why, even if they didn't have vibranium, they still have the technology to get down there, murder the peeps, get the vibranium there. Um, and also, too, like, I also guess I underestimated the idea of their robots. I forgot, like, Iron Man exists for a minute. Um, <laughs> I don't know. When I, was, like, <laughs> when I was watching it, I guess I didn't really, like, take into account the massive uh, footsteps that were taken after the whole Avengers thing. So I guess, yeah, I guess I, I get get it more now. Do I agree? Yeah. No. I mean, it's still kind of like a thing. No, I get it. You, you know, could be it's easy just the military. <laughs> you just don't. Yeah. You're, like, you're like, if I was a military general, I would do something differently. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess I get it more now and just sort of like how they're able to get to uh, that city. Sure. I get it now. I understand. Um uh, mm-hmm. Good conversation. Uh, steps in the right direction. You know, I'm glad we had it. Glad we're educated now. Or I guess I'm educated now. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I didn't talk um, about... Um, I forgot about Martin Freeman, how random that was. You know what? Never oh, mind. Yeah, I don't ahead. think there's anything more to say about that because... It <laughs> there's was, nothing more to say than it's random. <laughs> it was just like... Like, I feel like it was like they needed to tie Wakanda back to like shield somehow i don't even know if he's part of shield there's so many different organizations now but let's call it shield i think they needed to tie it back to that and i think they needed to tie it back to like i want to say like white people in general because just because of the one scene that one scene where he was talking to um julia louise dreyfus in the house and he was effectively like the white ally and julia like she was being like racist basically and i don't know it was just so blatantly like white ally vibes i was like okay like okay marvel you got you check that off good job he's like how could people do such a thing how could people be so evil to this country <laughs> Sorry. i was like i was like okay like <laughs> i i think a uh, perfect uh, point to jump off that and uh, sort of ask um, the whole like white ally thing and, and I guess effectively the white people that were in the film how do you feel about Namor deciding to wage war against Wakanda instead of fighting the white people <laughs> the real issue here the real problem <laughs> the real villain um, yeah I, I, I saw this similar thought on Twitter someone was like oh this is no more attacking Wakanda instead of like, you know, banding together with them is a perfect reflection of like, you know, POCs fighting each other instead of like, you know, fighting like white power or something like that. And I was just like, yeah, like why did, like I know Namor had to be the villain. I know he tried to be their ally, tried. He didn't try. He was just like, I'll kill everyone if you don't be my ally. <laughs> like, okay, what choice you do I have? You are dead or help me. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay. Yeah, it was it was weird. Like, it. I don't understand why, how, like, attacking Wakanda first was going to teach the rest of the world a lesson. Like, I get it, like, you know, because it's like, oh, he took down a superpower. He took down the other civilization with vibranium like kind of thing it was more of a show of power but i i don't know i'm i don't i didn't really like it but it was just something we all had to kind of go along with it just like did not make sense especially because (laughs) a main 
like empathetic factor to him was like his past and showing how cruel the white people were and it's like oh yeah of course you're gonna do everything in your power to not be like that and you're gonna you know band together with a fellow poc and it's like nope i don't know i don't get it whatever yeah i agree i think it like i guess we just kind of accepted the fact like i guess it's just principle he said he would kill them if they didn't join i guess we have to <laughs> accept that as an audience <laughs> and then just watch them go to order with each other it's um, like okay <laughs> I think uh, another interesting pathway, I guess this is kind of for rewriters, but whatever. I think another pathway would be like if Namor just up and started killing the white people instead of Wakanda, then Wakanda would have to go on yeah. the, the world's side. And like defend. Yeah, yeah. Defend That's a good, it. And that yeah. would be better because it actually connected Martin Freeman's character apart That's from true. having him like make sense for five minutes and then just us watching him for no reason. And I guess with that too, like how do you feel about like the ending of that whole war that whole fighting part that they had where like sure he's the black panther fighting him and then almost kills him and she's like oh surrender or whatever and and that's essentially essentially how it works out he's oh he's like okay you know what i what i did was wrong i surrender you know you were right i was wrong bygones be bygones <laughs> let me live kind of a thing which is like which is like, all right, I guess. I guess he had no choice. But at the same time, like, this person was, like, full of rage. This person was, like, not stopping at anything. <laughs> he was essentially almost trying to kill some Wakandians. He was trying to get anything by doing anything he can. And the weird ending, the, the weird, like, end for him was, like, okay, I surrender. Which is, like, I guess, like, that's one of the solutions. But it felt very, like, anticlimactic where he's, like, okay you're strong i'm not i'll surrender it was like very very not on brand for his villainous character where he's someone who's filled with all this rage and power to stop people from finding him out finding uh, vibranium and for him to kind of like surrender so quickly was really really weird i guess like in retrospect his decision to like kind of surrender kind of opposes like how killmonger ended where he kind of like just uh killed himself but i think with Killmonger, it was a lot. It was a it was a lot heavier and a lot more symbolic for why he did that and for why he decided to do that. And it made a lot more sense for the film for him to do that. But when it came to this one, it it could have made more sense if he you know ended his own life or if he ended it a different way. Um, but I don't know. It just felt really weird that like he was so eager to just be like, "All right, you win," and then at the end he's like oh it's just part of my plan we were gonna get like the whole part where he's like painting the thing he's like, oh yeah we have them in our pockets or whatever it i don't know it just felt really anticlimactic very very kind of a weird ending and off brand ending for the villain's character what do you think i totally agree and there's so many things here to talk about i'm like i'm like where do i start i think like first of all i think with Namor, i think it's hard to make your villain's motivation to be like revenge on the people who committed genocide on my people because how do you not agree with that? It's like, he's not really a villain at that point, which is how I kind of felt. I was like, yeah, he's in the right. Like, of course he has every right to be upset. Like, how do you not like, side with that and the hero's job is to get the villain to see the other way and so our hero shuri was effectively in the end like oh don't let revenge blind you know blind us and let our people like be killed kind of thing and it's like yeah that's true don't put your whole country at risk because you're mad at the rest of the world but also it's also saying yeah, don't be mad at the white people anymore because your people are going to die. It's like, no, we can still be mad. <laughs> like, like we should and have every right to be mad. But that's what this ending did. It was just like, like, I don't really agree with this resolution because it doesn't feel right. Because his, like, the villain's, motiva villain's motivations feel earned. You're like, yeah, like... 
why can't he be mad? Why can't he, like, take it out on the rest of the world? Obviously, we know it's wrong to kill innocent people, but, you know, like, yeah, that's that's the first issue. You're like, I don't know how to solve that problem. That's That's for the experts, but, like, and then my second problem is, like, this ties into Shuri's, like, kind of messy emotional journey because she's portrayed as this grieving sister who is feeling guilty for not being able to save her brother in the beginning. And then she goes on this happy-go-lucky journey of friendship with Ironheart and bonds with her. And you're like, okay, I guess she's fine now. She's not grieving, I guess. All of those emotions kind of left like during the midpoint of the movie. And then all of a sudden, she's like this raging, like vengeful person after her mom is killed but she doesn't seem that sad about it it's weird like she didn't seem that sad about her mom being killed but then she suddenly turns into this like murderous like monster who's like yeah i'm gonna kill all of wakanda if it means killing no more let's drown everyone on this boat go on guys let's go and it's just so weird and then in the end She's like, all of a sudden, like, oh yeah, revenge is bad. All of your people are gonna die. All of my people are gonna die. Let's stop fighting. None of it made sense. Like, it was her whole character journey, very messy. And I feel so bad for Ryan Coogler because that it was so hard to, like, tie up in the end. Like, so I think each of Namor and Shuri everything they were carrying, all of these character conflicts, all of this messiness combined into this messy resolution is why it didn't feel cathartic, it didn't make sense, it felt dissatisfying almost, it felt anticlimactic, and you're like, yeah, even the fight itself, I was just like nitpicking at it, I was like, that doesn't make sense, he should be dead or something, I'm like, wait a minute, and I don't know. And I'm like, there's water over here. Like, can't he just like recharge? I don't know. It didn't make sense. Anyways, we're past the point of talking about this. Um, I like how you're, you're even nitpicking the the realness of a Marvel movie fight, where you're like, huh, that seems like it would bleed more. That's weird. There's water okay, wait, right wait. there. <laughs> it was, I'm like, it's like set in the within the confines of like the rules they set. I'm like, okay, they dried him out right he doesn't he's weak right now i'm like how is he fighting right now he she just like like freaking vacuum sealed him in like the ship or something (laughs) like where's where's all this moisture all of a sudden like i don't know (laughs) it's just funny that you were talking about like that doesn't make any sense there's water right there (laughs) and you're sort of like nitpicking that part but to to your point about um sherry's character like having that like crazy spin where she becomes very vengeful she becomes very like violent she's very go lucky and then all of a sudden like oh yeah my mom died so i'm mad again kind of a thing it to- like that's you i think you hit the nail on the head there where like her character was accelerated so quickly and, and so messily where we where you almost forget that like her mom died because she becomes she's like immediately goes to work makes everything and then like we see killmonger which is a really cool which is fine and then like all of a sudden she becomes a killer which also uh is also kind of confusing because i feel like they really didn't set her up as a to be a fighter or to be a brawler in that sense where like she gains all this skill to become a fighter and, and know how to fight in that sense which is like kind of like off-putting where we're all of a sudden well first she's this character that like invents things creates things and then all of a sudden she's this brawler that could take down like namor who's like one of the strongest villains that they ever had to face and stuff like that it was very like sudden and i i like when i when i saw the trailer for the film and saw that there's another black panther i kind of understood that like it was probably gonna be shuri but i was holding out to like see if it would be anyone else like it could have been Ironheart. It could have been um, Lupita or anyone that was kind of near near that strength and near that understanding. Like, 
I feel like Lupita's character would have made sense to be Black Panther as well, just because of her background, just because of her closeness with with T'Challa. That would have made a lot more sense. That would have made sense too for her to be Black Panther, and it would have been it would have been really interesting because it would have been like a twist where everyone thought it was gonna be Shuri, but all of a sudden it turns into um, Lupita and her character becoming the Black Panther. I thought that was gonna happen, and honestly, I, like thinking about it now, I feel like that's more interesting, and and more off-putting for everyone to be like oh my god it's not shuri it's this like i feel like that would have been really cool because it would have caught a lot of people off guard and it would have made um i guess like the story a little more interesting and i guess like i guess also talking about this i feel like we could just hop into this rewriter's corner we obviously yeah, yeah, have yeah. said a lot we've uh talked about our problems with the movie obviously and and what we want to change and what should be changed that's just one of the things where like in my head, it would have been a lot more interesting for Lupita to be Black Panther because everyone was already expecting Shuri. Like, everyone could have guessed it from a mile away. And I feel like, yeah, sure, that's fine and all, but I think if you did Lupita, it also makes sense, too, to have someone who also mourned T'Challa in this great way where she didn't even go to her his funeral. Also, maybe solve the problem of Shuri's already packed character. She is already, like, dealing with a lot. She's already, like, putting together all these pieces that this one character is putting together where we all are kind of like we are invested in her but we're invested in different aspects of her life where we can't even keep track to where she's focusing on is she grieving t'challa is she grieving her mom is she trying to make technology for herself and for her people or is she trying to make technology for the black panther for the flowers that give them the power is she trying to make technology for the with the ironheart person it's it's a lot of things we had to keep track are we against namor is she gonna stop namor is someone else gonna stop namor because obviously she had some sort of connection with him and a connection with his with his people so she understands that like they're mad because of what could possibly happen to them and the genocide that could possibly happen to them and we're all following this this narrative through shuri's eyes and we're all trying to grasp what she's going through because she's going through a lot and i understand that because of the like the script and because of obviously your main character passing away tragically and then trying to figure out what to do with it but i think i think you could have just dispersed those throughout different characters especially with lupita and and leticia being the main character like it could have been like half and half almost it could have been you know put into different characters i think we put so much on shuri that we kind of just are okaying things that we shouldn't be okay with like okaying the fact that she's a brawler okaying the fact that like she immediately was able to take in the power of the black panther we're okaying the fact that like she's grieving two people at once even though obviously one has more impact because it's like a real life death compared to like this character's death and yeah like i i don't know it's just like kind of a lot to take in and a lot to like figure out while watching the movie in my opinion and i understand that like the storyline was really really based on t'challa and the main actor and and like we said earlier he did a great job of of navigating through that passing but i don't know it just uh, it just felt like that a lot of the reason why like we didn't connect with it or a lot of reasons why like it didn't have that much impact and felt anticlimactic was because we're trying to invest a lot into this one character that we not that we didn't we didn't just meet this character but it feels like we did she's on the forefront when she was kind of like the side character even in like many parts of the mcu she was like mentioned a little bit shown a little bit was never invested in the fact that like we could sort of see her as the black panther i guess you can say i don't know how do you feel about that and how do you feel about like what you want to i guess change for the film to make it more impactful for yourself i yeah i i totally get what you're saying like with sherry like uh her whole like journey felt like you said like it felt like there was too much to like handle and too much to bear but i i personally think it's not it's not necessarily i don't think it was the amount that was the issue i just think it's just the way it was like presented was just it didn't work and i think if things were just rearranged like differently like i really think like all of those emotions like could have built up to this very epic like finale where you know she earns like she basically earns like the Black Panther like title and like the Black Panther suit and it feels good. It feels cathartic. Cause like it started off strong in my opinion. I was like, yo, this like beginning, like it's her like in a panic, like, you know, her trying to figure out like how to save her brother. And then like there's moments like in the beginning too, like where her mom's trying to like 
mourn T'Challa like in a traditional way and she's like totally rejecting like tradition she's rejecting like these customs she's rejecting like the Black Panther like mantle essentially and I liked that I liked that she there was a struggle between like tradition and modernity there was this struggle between like you know her using technology her using like technology to like advance like her own power and like it as opposed to like you know drinking or like taking the herb like the real fruit I like that she manufactured it in her lab I like I liked these conflicting ideals there was and like the way they got there was just so messy they had like the pieces I was like man this could have been really really strong because all of the emotion was there it just they needed to take the right steps to get to like this very cathartic like point where she's like oh yeah she basically created her own version of like the black panther she's like the modern black panther basically but i think with lupita i feel like they could have made it work i feel like that would have been super cool like for her like i would have loved to see her as black panther i i think it would have made it messier though because you have two journeys now you have like shuri and like lupita and you're like you kind of and you have freaking this third girl, like, which I, like, I'm gonna just rewrite it now, like, just cut out Ironheart, just cut her out of this movie, like, she needs to have, like, she needs her own movie, like, I wanted, like, an Ironheart, Shuri, like, sitcom show of them going to college together, like, that would have been cool, you know, that would have been fun, they're both geniuses, I'm like, I don't know, like, her being in this movie felt so unnecessary, I'm like, they should have made the scientist or someone like different and then maybe in the end they could have been like oh that scientist actually got the plans from some random girl who is it and then you see the fucking iron heart symbol and you're like wow oh my god <laughs> but yeah like i i think with having the addition of iron heart just like made Shuri's like emotional complicated story even more complicated I was just like dude like this is too much like this they just need to focus basically that's why I'm like hesitant to bring Lupita as Black Panther into the picture because I'm like I really think they could have if they just like focus and honed in on Shuri's like journey more it could have been like really strong and perfect but yeah what do you think about that no it makes a lot of sense and I think um Especially how we feel about Martin Freeman's character, that would have solved it as well. Where we were like, he's pretty much just not in the movie at all because we don't need it because of Ironheart. And I think, <laughs> yeah, you kind of made a good point. If you kind of made a good point, if she just had her own movie, because that would have been really cool. Like thinking about it now, like it could have been, it could have had like the same aspects of Spider-Man, where it's the smart person going through school, whatever. Um, she accidentally creates this thing that finds vibranium or she may have an experience in which that she saw like someone from Wakanda and like she might have this drive to want to connect with them again and see if she's part of, you know, the Wakandan culture. And then eventually Shuri comes in, comes this like little buddy, buddy thing and they have fun and, and try to navigate their way through college and their way through the problems they may have as regards to having that sort of knowledge with them. Yeah, I think it makes a lot more sense, like a lot of sense to have her honestly cut out because it would solve the idea of Martin Freeman's character. It would solve <laughs> it honestly too. It would solve the it would solve the god ugly fucking like machine things that they made Dude. for like the army of Wakanda and for Ironheart, both ugly ass like designs. <laughs> Sorry to be crude, but I didn't like it. Um, like Ironheart looked like um, Scizor from freaking Pokemon. <laughs> And then, like, the the army uniforms were just bad as well. Like, it was just really weird seeing those. Um, I get that, yeah. like, they're trying to push technology <laughs> on the warriors to make them stronger. Sure, that's fine. But I just wish it looked better. <laughs> I wish it just looked like a better <laughs> design, I, like, honestly. But, yeah, like, I, I kind of understand, too, where you said Lupita would have made it a little more complicated. And I guess, like, if she were to be the next Black Panther, they would have to kind of put more story in her. They would have to connect her more with, with the movie. Which I feel like they could probably do, especially because she's like she was isolated after T'Challa passed away, and we really didn't get why we didn't see what she did, and that could have just built up to her being like the next Black Panther or her like having this training or this realization of what she needs to do, what she has to do, what 
skills she has and stuff like that. But yeah, I th- I think it's uh, it's a it's an interesting idea just to entertain to have her as a Black Panther. But most importantly, like you, I really think you're right with the Ironheart part. I think it would a lot of it would make a lot more sense. Cut that part out. Cut that like random car that was her dad's that we found out at the end where she's like, it was oh my, my dad's. God, yeah. And uh, he built it from scratch. And we're just like, okay. We're <laughs> like, yeah. like, All cool. right. Here we go. Another emotional investment that we can't follow. <laughs> Another emotional investment that came out of nowhere. Um, yeah. We're like, okay. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> okay. See you later. Have fun at school. <laughs> Glad we pushed the bar. Um, yeah. <laughs> and also, too, um, just a little thing I re- remembered was like, Martin Freeman's involvement in the film where he found Shuri's beads and the way he found it in my head was like kind of obvious that it was a trap right like he looks at some piece of like metal it's under there literally under it picks it up (laughs) and it's just like yeah we're good like like we had this whole crime scene right everyone's there all the detectives are there they obviously have to clean some stuff up find some evidence as I hope people do in real life where they're investigating something. And the way he like kind of like just took it off and <laughs> found it. Okay. <laughs> like, how did you not realize that was a plan? Did you think all your homies investigating were dummies where they just missed that big piece of crime scene where they have to like investigate? I don't know. That's just, that's just me. That was just a random. <laughs> you just hated it. <laughs> no, because I His remember character. seeing that. Like, I remember watching the film and he goes, looks at this white thing, lifts it up, finds the beads, and is cool. I was like, what? What is this? <laughs> I was like, why didn't anyone see that? <laughs> like, why is it only you that found it? Like, I was just, like, so taken back by it that, like, it took me out a little bit. No, I I agree. Like, and no one noticed, or no one noticed it was gone. Also, like, Elaine, whatever her real or her name is in the movie, like, that was supposedly his ex-wife or something. And I'm like, he had to have known she was crazy. Like, she had to have known she's, like, evil and racist. Like, how did he not see this coming? He that she was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you divorced her. Come on, think about this, Martin. (laughs) Oh, my God. Not like that. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) But, yeah, so I know, like, for the most part of this episode, we kind of bash on it. But, honestly, what's new when we talk about Marvel films... But again, I just want to give credit to Ryan Coogler, the way he was able to navigate through this film and navigate through the passing of Chadwick Boseman, RIP. And I, I still want to see the Black Panther franchise strive just because it was uh, one of the first films that like introduced diversity in Marvel films. And it was honestly a really good series too. Just that first film was great. But I don't know. I, th- I don't know if it's just us being jaded towards marvel films us just kind of being like tired of it and and constantly seeing these movies we kind of already like know what the recipe is we kind of already know what's gonna happen it's just i guess repetitive for me at least where we just kind of watch these two people hero villain villain has a motive hero has a, a low point comes back up fights finds a solution blah 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 it just felt very formulaic to us, or to me at least, and it felt very, very, very Marvel movie. And, and it's not like it's it was a bad movie, but it was not particularly ours, just because we're not Marvel fans. Um, because overall, it was a it was a good film. It was a fine film, and it, it really ticked all the boxes for people who are fans of Marvel films, um, which I'm never gonna knock because obviously, like, <laughs> I'm from a different opinion space where I I don't like these big movies, these big Marvel movies that just feel so like flash in the pan for us to watch it then forget about it and then reminded later on in the mcu but yeah i just still want to give more credit to ryan coogler and um the whole cast of this film because the acting was incredible um villain was incredible the acting was incredible and yeah just rp to the true black panther chadwick and hopefully this series goes on and we are able to have a better i mean not better, but like a, a more planned out film. Obviously, I think it's e- it'd be easier for Ryan Coogler to to navigate through a film where he's able to have everyone there and everyone present. But yeah, so this has been our episode on yet another new Marvel film, Wakanda Forever. Hopefully, in the future, we can stop bashing on Marvel films. Hopefully, we you know <laughs> we feel better about them. We feel more entertained. Um, but that's it. That's 
how it is over here to watch it sound we don't like Marvel <laughs> movies that's how it is <laughs> it's how it is <laughs> but my name is josh andicho and you can follow me on instagram at the space wolf and i'm carmel and you can follow me at cat malau and we could follow watch it sound on instagram at watch with sound along listening to us on spotify soundcloud apple and anchor and if any of those apps have the option to like comment subscribe or even repost like favorite whatever on the social medias we would appreciate that as well for the people that do that already we see you and we appreciate you um we also have a program on anchor called listener supporter which lets you subscribe at any dollar amount monthly only if you're able to of course but that would help us a lot as well but with that Thank you all for listening, everybody, and keep on watching for crazy wives like Elaine. (laughs) Why didn't you see this coming, Martin Freeman? How dare you?